Oh. Thank you, Jesus. You know, on Wednesday at Locks Lane, I got drunk with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was carried from the room where we were meeting <laughs> to my bedroom. And I asked my wife after maybe 30 minutes, like, oh, how did I get in here? <laughs> and she said, we carried you in. I said, you carried me in? Yes. And there was a man who was able to help her and carry me and took me in the bed. Praise the So, it's just amazing and I pray that this morning will be a blessing to each one of us. And that all of us shall desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe we are in a time of awakening as a church. God is awakening us. And it's not just a mere awakening, but is a preparation to welcome Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. The church is going through a moment of awakening. And listen to this. Christ will not come until his body is fully united. Right? Jesus, the King of Kings, will not come until the body of Christ all over the world is united. Until we come to be what I will call the United Church of Christ, then He will appear in His glory. And Father, I want to thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence already here. I say, Father, come and have your way, Lord. Bless each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I want to thank... Come down again. My boy, very heavy, I think. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. As my wife was saying that uh, our coming here has been a remarkable coming to us and it's a blessing to be here. And I am in a moment what I call a transition period at the moment. And I keep hearing this voice telling me, Philip, Philip, drop things and let things go. Philip, let things go. Drop things and come to me. And I was asking God, what do you mean? And he took me back to my journey in salvation. I discovered that along the way, I started well, but I reached some and started picking certain things. I ended up having a lot of luggages with me that I should not be, I, you know, I was not supposed to have them. And coming here, it is a transformation, transformation moment for me where God is telling me to let things drop and go to him as my daddy. And say, Father, here I am. What do you want me to do? 
And I believe this for each one of us. As children of God, God is calling us to drop certain things, let certain things go down, and accept and open our hearts to receive from Him. Until we receive from Him, then we shall be able to give out. Because you can't give what you don't have. As a church, I believe this is the right time for us as a church, when God is doing another transformation moment, awakening time for us as a church, to open our hearts to receive from the Father, so that we can be able to give out to whoever is around us. And <laughs> I was telling somebody yesterday that I'm not even, I think, I am at the moment not sure where I'm standing even. Because like I have to let things drop me, drop, go, and say, God, where now do I need to begin from? As I go back to Uganda. So, Pastor Phil and Heather and everybody has contributed to our coming here. God bless you so much. God bless you. Alright. I can talk today. If I was given time to talk about what has happened to me, I think I'll take the holiday. But let us a little bit turn to our Bibles. Our theme for this month has been salvation and righteousness. And I remember the first week when I was here, the first Sunday I was here, children played a little game around. Um, I don't think I remember everything, but at least there was a point where there was a man Seated around somewhere like in a chain place. It's like a fence. You, you, you help me. You help me because some of us were here on Sunday, isn't it? That Sunday. And then there was a, there was a gift of sweets or something. Hey, you help me. Who can, who can tell me what, what happened next? There was uh-huh, a father and a son, and then you couldn't walk on the ground. On the ground, it's like how do you reach there to pick to get the gift without walking on the ground? <sighs> and everyone's like, how do I reach there? Really? Some of them said, I will try to. But like, no, you can't do that. You need someone to take you there to get the word. The gift. And we discovered in the end that to reach to the Father is only through one man. And that's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For you to receive the gift is only through Jesus, the Son of God. You can't receive salvation by works. You can't receive salvation by your status. It's only through one name, and that's the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. We like, we like saying hallelujah so much in Uganda, so you can, you, when I say hallelujah, just say amen. <laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> now, what is salvation? To me, salvation is a 
journey of discovery. For me, salvation is a journey of discovery. Of course, knowing is a gift from God. We have received through Jesus Christ, but it's a journey of discovery. And what do I mean? Let me tell a story here. In 1998, when I had just I had got saved by that time, but I was still not really sure of my salvation, going through a rough moment. But I remember there was a man who came from Uganda, Kenya to Uganda. And he came to my pastor and said, Pastor, I'm looking for a piece of land around here. And we said, why do, why do you want land? He said, I'm looking for a piece of land. There is something I want to do with it. And next to our church, there was a land. No one could admire it. And it's like, ah, this land is not really very good. Like, it can't do well with maize, beans. You can't grow there. It's like really sort of a dead land. And this man said, ah, if that land is available, I want to buy it. He said, why do you want to buy this land? I know I want it. And so, he made a deal. Eventually, he bought this land. And after he went to Kenya, the next week he came back. He came back with gumboots, horse and pangas and everything, and seeds. And he put up a small, a simple structure. And he started straight away utilizing this piece of land. Within one month, we saw something amazing in this land. We were able to see carrots, spinach, tomatoes, red pepper, cabbages. And everybody's like, what? How comes? Even the owner of the land couldn't believe that this land could produce such good things in his piece of land. And you know what? Salvation is the same way. You have salvation, but until you make a step to discover something in salvation, you will just carry salvation, but you will never test the goodness of your salvation. Alright? There are people in the church who are having salvation, but they are going like this. Salvation is mine. Let me assume this Bible is my salvation now. Or Christ is mine. Is mine. When you got someone, it's like, ah, my friend, ah, don't touch me. Salvation is mine. When you reach someone, it's like, ah, oh, brother, oh, God bless you so much. But salvation oh, is mine. But God wants you to do something more than with your salvation. Are we together, brothers? God wants you to do more than that. Yes, it is yours. It's personal. But there is something more than that. It is not yours alone. It is for all of us to share with everybody around us. It is a gift we have received from the Father. But all of us, we have to share this gift with other, other people as well. Now, I have something here. Alright. 
I want three volunteers. Uh, Brian, for you, can just come. <laughs> so I want another. Brother Tim, you come. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you. You clap for them. Clap for them for coming. Now, I want you to have this. And I want you to tell us or to tell me what is inside here. But no opening. Just handle it. It's a gift. It's a gift. But tell me what it is. I'm not smelling. No. You don't know. How do you think we can get to know what is inside there? Smell it? Oh, you smell it. No. You said smell it. Oh, are you able to tell us what is it? You see that? Some of us we have salvation, but we can't even identify what it's all about. We can even go smell it. But no. But you're having it is mine. So there is something more than this. So, brother, I want to give you this gift. And tell us what it is. Feel it. Can you tell us what is it? You just think. Yeah. Now this gentleman says he doesn't know. You could smell. The second person is like, ah, this is something. But he's not allowed to open. He's having it just there like that. <laughs> now, some of us, we are a little bit sure of our salvation testing. It's like, ah, this is salvation really is good. But we are not ready to open it and share with others. Now, let us have Brianie. Could you now tell us what's really did and want to see and test this? But can you share this with other people? It's like that. Can you share any stuff like this? Can you share it like that? Now, we want to share this. Ah. Yeah. Now, Branch is having salvation now. Oh, right, this is a suit, of course. But I'm saying this is now her salvation. And she wants to share with everybody now. Can you just keep some people around? One. 
I don't know if they're not for everybody, but at least we can share something with them. Now, you look at those three suits, those suits, in fact, wow, wow, wow. They're even different. And yet they're in the same park. <laughs> you just want the pure and you see? This one, which color is this one? Which color is this one? Milky Way and this one? Snickers and the other one? Ah! <laughs> Thank you so much, brother, for volunteering. Now, in the same park, we got the suits. But yet again, all of them don't resemble. They look different from each other, but they are all in the same park. And what does that mean? In salvation, the word salvation, in a Greek word, comes from a word deliverance, which also means uh, deli- um, salvation is also be used deliverance. And it means in the New Testament, it's used for physical healing, rescue from danger or death, for justification, sanctification, and glorification. Salvation. It is a gift for you from the Lord. In this salvation path, there is healing for you in Jesus' name. You can receive your healing even this morning through the name of Jesus. Because it's a gift from God. And He wants each one of us to receive that healing from Him. Are we together, church? Ah, you enjoying that sweet? Ah, hallelujah. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Oh, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. So in your salvation, you just need to unwrap it and get something. There is something inside, hidden in it. But until you take a step and say, Daddy, I want to discover more about you. I want to have my healing right now. Declare healing over your body because it is a gift from God and God wants you to be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Because Jesus paid for it. He paid it on the cross and said it is finished. Your healing is there for you. But until you say, I, pass, I take it, I take hold of it in Jesus' name, you will just be there. Oh, I believe healing is there, but... Mm. We have people like that. I don't know here, but we have people in the church. So, ah, Pastor, yes, yeah, I believe God can heal. Yeah, but uh, I believe he heals headache, but AIDS. First way, he doesn't heal AIDS. He can heal my stomach, but oh, cancer! No, I want to tell this morning: no sickness is greater than the name of Jesus. Every sickness has to go in the name of Jesus. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. I've seen people healed. I've seen people delivered. And I believe this can work even here. Even this morning I believe there is power to heal. Because the name of Jesus is a powerful name. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? 
in 2006, I was, I was ambushed and I shot my leg. This left leg here, blood went through. I will not tell you what, what, what I did. I just basically, okay, briefly, I just disobeyed God's voice. He told me to do something, but I was refusing. And so I started to be, become like a Jonah. I ran, you know, like, I'll let me go somewhere. And so I was like a Jonah going somewhere, and God's like, okay, you want to go that way? Bye. So he, I got this terrible ambush. Well, some fellow's life. And they shot my leg. And I was brought to the hospital. And the doctor said, Philip, you're going to be here for 90 days in the hospital. And they said they were going to cut some flesh from my buttocks again. I have a big wound here. Again, they want to cut another one here. I said, God, this can't happen. I have another wound. I'm seeking for healing. Again, they want to add another one to heal this one. I said, God, no. Can you do something for me? And you know what? After three days, the doctor came already with his equipment to operate me. He looked at the, wound, at the, 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 the leg and said, Philip, what is happening? I said, doctor, I don't know. What do you mean? He said, your leg is healing. There is meat, I mean, there is flesh growing inside of you, covering up, coming up. He says, I see no point of cutting this meat from your again, flesh from here again to fill this part. Let us just leave it, then we shall stitch it. After three days. So he said, I will come after three days and check, and if the stitch is needed, I will come and stitch it. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. So he went, and after three days he came back. When he came, he was speechless. He couldn't say a word. He was just like... <laughs> and he kept looking at me. Look in the wound, look at my face. Look at the wound, look at my face like, no. I think there's something beyond human understanding here. And he said, there is no need for stitching your leg. Because you are healed. And after 90 days, he came back and said, Philip, there is no point for you being on the hospital here. Since you come from nearby, go home. You'll be coming back for dressing because your leg is not doing very well. Just go home. As soon as he mentioned that, I jumped off from the bed. I told my wife, you'll get me down there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God healed me within 9 days. And himself has declared in 90 days. We serve a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. We serve a miracle-working God. It is a gift. Already that gift is your salvation. Just unwrap it, brother. Unwrap it, sister. There is something inside it. Hallelujah. Oh, my minutes are going. Salvation is also used for what rescued from danger and death. One point, when I was two years old, my mom lived, moved from Karamoja to Teso region, Moses village, because in our village there was a lot of women, people are dying, and all that stuff. 
And so she came to this area particularly, and she wasn't aware of what was taking place there. She thought she was running off from problems, and then she was again running to other more problems. Now, when she went there, during that time there was insurgents in Tesla region. Actually, I mean, that's within the time those of Moses also moved right now from Tesla region coming to Mbari town. And she went to this village not knowing that during the day, people could come back in their homes, do their daily work, prepare food and so on. And night, you don't sleep in the houses because rebels would come in the night also looking for food and so on. So it's like during the time, people in the homes, in the night, people leave the homes for the rebels. Now my mother never knew this. She is a visitor in the village. And she comes in. She stays the whole night there. And the following night, the rebels come. Find her at home. Ready to kill her and ready to kill everybody. But she takes off. Carrying Philip on my back. Takes off. She runs. She said she fell to a pit latrine which is dug there for many years, around 10 feet deep, whoop, at night. And the stone hit my, my head. That's why you see this scar on the head. It's like, oh, what happened? Why, why Philip having this scar head? So that's what happened here, basically. The stone hit me here, and she said, I bleeded the whole night. She's in the pit. She can't get out. She's helpless. And she says, I, she lost hope in me. She knew I was going to die, and I was not going to leave. And even in the following morning, when she managed to get out, She's like, this boy is just going to die. There's no point even of taking him to the hospital. So they just basically left me there. They tried to do what they could, like knowing, ah, taking those people will be wasting your time. But when God has his plan upon your life, no death will come on your way. Here I am today, still alive, preaching the goodness of the Lord. What a lovely God we have. Amen. Ah. Whew. Whew. I've seen the goodness of God. It's still a journey for me. I'm still discovering more. Hey, Philip, what have you discovered when you come to, 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 to the UK? The first thing I asked Ian, Ian, brother Ian, why are the dead, where are the trees dead? All your trees are dry. They should be cut down, maybe. I mean, there is no point for them being here. <laughs> the trees are dead, they're all dry. He said, no. That's their life. They are waiting for some season to come. Ah, look at the flowers are all dry. The trees are all dry. What's happening here? He says, no. Philip, they are not. <laughs> you will see them soon. You see something else? I said, what? And just three weeks now, I see life in the truth. And that's the prophecy for us. As a church, is a new season for us. To raise up for the glory of the Lord. It's a season for church to raise up and carry the glory of God wherever you go in Jesus' name. In your villages, in your towns, in your neighborhood, where you work, you are carrying the glory of God in this season. Amen? Amen. And I declare that in the name of Jesus, that you will be a carrier of God's glory wherever you go. 
And God told me, Philip, this is a new season for me, for you. You're going to see what you've never seen before. And I believe this, for all of us as his body, is a season of a new beginning. Alright, let me just go through this. Justification also means being set apart. As a body of Christ, we are set apart. We are delivered from powers of sin. Amen? You are set free from sin. When you receive Jesus Christ, you get the salvation. And God declares in heaven that you are righteous. Righteousness is not something that you have to work for. It is a gift from the Almighty Father. Heaven declares you righteous in Jesus' name. <laughs> it, is not, it is not about my works. It is not about my education that declares me righteous. It is only heaven that says, Philip, today you are righteous in my eyes. Why? Because there was a work done on the cross of Jesus. There was a work done here for each one of all of us. In, it's because of this work that was down this cross, we are declared righteous. Philippians chapter 2, verse 11, 12. Just look there briefly. Hey. Philippians, book of Philippians. Chapter 2. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my princes only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Alright. And some people have said that you must work for your salvation. But this verse says, work out your salvation. And remember that Paul was, tell, was writing this letter to a church that was already saved. And he's telling them, brothers, you have received this gift now. Work out your salvation. What does it mean? I've just, we have just had something here. It's like you already have your salvation. But you need to unwrap it. Open it. And find something out of it that you are able to take and share with other people as well. And some of us, we are working for our salvation. Working for our salvation, thinking like, ah, if I go to church, I'll get more righteous. I think if I give more, I'll get more. That's no. It is not about works, brothers and sisters. Amen? We have to share. So, Paul's telling the Philippians, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. For I know that in this we will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and supply of the, of the Spirit of Jesus. Now, Paul is talking about salvation here. Which I've, I mentioned some of the things like in this context, he brings out things like deliverance. And remember, Paul was at this time arrested. And he was in prison. But he says, these things work out for me, for my deliverance. For my salvation. 
He's talking about his being released maybe from prison, being set free. And that's why this morning in salvation, we can declare healing in your life. You can declare, you know, restoration. You can declare blessings to your neighbors. You can declare life to yourself. You can declare life to your children. You can declare life to your business. You can declare life to whatever you're doing. Because God has already given that power and mandate to do it. Amen. I said righteousness is a gift from God. It is not something that you have to work for. I, you have received it. You have it. And you just need to walk in it and believe in it. <laughs> Therefore, Christ... Oh, Alright. Righteousness means what? God's standard of purity. Or God's own truthfulness and faithfulness. And of course, God is holy. And because He's holy, He does not tolerate sin. And that's why. He sent His only Son that all of us should receive this gift of righteousness from Him. Amen? Therefore, we cannot through Jesus Christ we can now find righteousness that is acceptable to God and the Christ not only takes away our sin but He grants us His perfect purity. When you receive Jesus, He grants you, He gives you the righteousness from the Father. And you are declared the righteousness of God. Amen? So, I just want us to take some few minutes just opening our heart before the Lord. And just receive from Him at this moment. I'm wondering whether the worship team could just be able to come and play some one worship song. I have a bit five minutes. Maybe five or ten. Thank you, Father.